0: Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. For the next uh, three weeks, we're going to be celebrating that, uh, that most significant event where God, moved by his love for us, sent his son into this world. Now, when Jesus was born, almost nobody knew about it. You got Mary and Joseph and a few shepherds. That is it. Now, that's a story that's one of the most well-known stories. (sighs) And because of that story, we all have a story. What we're going to look at today is Mary's story, is Mary's journey. Father, thanks for loving us. Oh, Father, thanks for loving us. My prayer is in the next few weeks as we go back to this story that is now so familiar and so well known that you will take the truth that because of your love, you send Jesus into this world and I pray that you would penetrate our minds and our hearts more fully. Make this a more meaningful Christmas, not just because we have better parties than we've had before and more family and friends to hang with, but because the truth of your love for us penetrates our souls just a little more fully. So, Father, we're going to look today at a little bit of the story, the journey of the mother of your son. And my prayer is, from her story, you will help us each to more fully appreciate our own. But we need your Holy Spirit to do this. So we ask that he would move. For your glory and for our good. That's our prayer, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So we start this story, and Mary has hopes. And her hope, quite frankly, is just for a happy life. She can see it in front of her. Luke, as he begins the story, gives us these details of how Gabriel came to her. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, important point, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. She was looking forward to a happy life. She didn't expect anything spectacular, but she was married to Joseph. He was a carpenter. He was going to provide a decent living. They were going to have a happy home. And this was the man that 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 she loved. Life was gonna be good. Their hope already, they had talked about it, is that God would bless them and that they would have kids. And she didn't have extraordinary dreams, but she had a plan. She had this expectation. She didn't know exactly what was going to happen. She was smart enough to know that, but, oh, her life was going to be good. Family, friends, both she and Joseph had grown up in really solid, faith-filled homes. The parents loved God. They grew up in healthy places. They were part of a, a faith community. They had these relationships. She didn't know exactly what life was going to be. But she was going to be married. This is a big deal getting married. There would be a celebration for everyone. And then she was going to have a happy life.
1: Jess, makes me smile. I hope i see him today he will pick a good house for us to live in one that will hold many children (laughs) he makes me laugh he's so kind always knows what to say i am blessed to have such a man as he and such a life as this he will be a pillar in our city and all will speak well of him at the entry gates And I will wear robes of purple and I will take care of all of those around me. Truly, our lives are good.
0: And then, in an instant, her world, her life, her plans for the future, her expectations are turned upside down. She had these hopes founded in what she expected life to be. Bam. What would our response be if in an instant, all of a sudden, there's an angel in our presence? And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, but how will this be since I am a virgin? She had these plans. She had a pretty clear idea of what her life was going to be. And then in a second, there's an unexpected guest. It's the angel Gabriel. Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And she was greatly troubled. Her world as she knew it is now being turned upside down. And I love Gabriel's next words because I think they're probably the words. And if an angel is ever going to come see me, I hope he just starts with these words: Do not be afraid. Man alive, what is happening? And then there's this astonishing announcement Mary, I know you had plans, but you're going to be the mother of the Messiah. You're going to conceive, you're going to have a baby, you're going to name him Jesus, he's going to be called great. He's going to be called the son of the most high. He's going to reign over David's kingdom forever and ever. There will never be an end. There's a perplexing question. She knows enough about How babies are born, and she's faithful. She knows about Abraham and Sarah. But how's this going to happen? Her life, she saw it in front of her. Mary, Joseph, have kids. This was going to be great. She was not of notable heritage. But she was bright enough to understand that this built a distressing problem. She's gonna have a baby. How's she gonna tell Joseph? Not just Joseph. What's she gonna tell her parents? What's she gonna tell Joseph's parents? Oh, favored one? As we read Luke 1, he is trying to give us hints, and that's what we're talking about here. She, at this point, is not feeling very favored. Then eventually, she's going to have to have that conversation with Joseph. She understands what he's going to conclude, what her parents are going to conclude, what his parents are going to conclude, what everybody's going to conclude. She's pregnant and she hasn't been with Joseph. This is not going to be easy.
1: Don't know what I saw. What is real to me? Or was it a dream? Part of me hopes it was only a dream. I know better. It was real. Jesus, Joseph won't know. He won't know what to do. I'm I'm not going to tell him. I, I can't tell him. What words, oh God, can I use to tell him? Who will believe me? He won't believe me. Why hast thou picked me, O Lord? O angel of the Lord, why have you visited my door?
0: She had these plans, they're interrupted. Her life now is a quandary. She's perplexed. But her hope gets instilled. It gets enlightened. Because God always provides some help. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. She entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. through this angelic messenger, bringing this astonishing message of truth for her. Now, I have never yet had an angel speak to me directly. And though I'm pretty sure I'll be afraid at the beginning, I am not opposed. But I tell you, God has given this thing that we call the Bible to speak to us. We got the Old Testament, we got the New Testament, and God has inspired this thing to be written so that we might get Mary's story and the truth of who he is and how much he loves us from the entire thing. But God gave us this to speak to us. And he gave her the message You're going to be pregnant. By the Holy Spirit. This is the Savior. This is the Messiah. But it wasn't just as you're looking at the text through Gabriel. God uses a fellow believer, a feather fellow traveler in this journey of faith to encourage us, encourage her. And it's the way God works. He doesn't just speak to us, primarily now through his word. He actually uses other fellow travelers, others on the journey. I'm old. Y'all pay me to read the Bible. My greatest joy is hearing from God directly. I love hopefully sharing a little bit of that with you. But I can't tell you, particularly in the hard times of life, in the challenging times of life, how significant and how encouraging it is to have a fellow treasurer of Jesus speak into my life. Mary's picture here is changed when she sees Elizabeth. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of... Of your womb. She'd heard from Gabriel. Here's her response that Luke wants us to see after she hears from Gabriel. If this is the Lord's plan, then I will obey. She's just talked with Gabriel. It's not the plan I had for my life. As I look at it right now, Gabriel, you can say I'm favored, but that's not actually what I'm feeling. Then she got to hang with Elizabeth. Elizabeth. I think she was shocked by Elizabeth's greeting. Blessed are you among women. And it helped her on her journey.
1: Thank you Lord for hearing my cries for mercy. And for choosing me. Your angel has spoken to me and comforted me in this trial of privilege. I am blessed among women. And I bow before you to accept your perfect plan and your holiest of coverings over me. Thou, O Lord, are a shield about me. You alone are the lifter of my head.
0: her life had been turned upside down. She had these plans, they were interrupted. She had to work through it. God spoke to her, he met her through an angel and through Elizabeth. And what Luke wants us to see in this chapter is, it's a journey for her, it's a process. God could have made this way easier for Mary than he did. He could have made it way more simple. He could have done this in a way that no one would question her morality. But he's giving her an opportunity to grow her faith. And after meeting with Elizabeth, her hope now is embraced. And blessed is is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Look where she's come. This is what God wants. I'll do it. Oh, don't miss this. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant, on nobody in this world. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. <laughs> she finally got it. It took her a while to accept these circumstances that God had designed. But she ends up praising God. My soul, my heart who I am now. Oh, Lord, I praise you. It took me a while to get there. But God, I'm there. She figured out she was going to be the mother of the promised one. The Messiah for whom the Jews had looked forward to his arrival for centuries. Why her? Why her? But she got it. (sighs) She recognized that God had fulfilled his promise. Back to Genesis 3.15 to send a Savior and a Messiah. that promise for which they'd waited for centuries was now gonna be fulfilled through her son.
1: Oh Lord, you have comforted me. You have guided me. You have shown me mysteries. You have held me up by your righteous right hand for your glory. Lord, you have given me different eyes to see, different ears to hear, and a heart opened to your truth and power and love.
0: And she had to live that hope out. Quite a journey for her. Her world turned upside down. She embraced us. And she lived with that hope. She witnessed the glory of her son. He was born. Every baby born is a celebration. Every baby that comes into the world is worthy of celebration. Celebration. But she'd never been with a man. And she had just had a baby. She knew this baby was special. Still needed his diaper changed. He still needed to be fed. But this was the son of God. She'd been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And these shepherds, all of a sudden they showed up. And then there's an angel choir singing. (sighs) I am the favored one. He fascinated the religious leaders. As a young boy, they forget him at the temple and they take off. And and he's there mesmerizing and and actually stumping all the well-known, well-trained religious leaders. He was not an ordinary kid. He grew up, started his ministry in the miracles She saw him perform. Walked on water, calmed the storm, fed over 5,000 with a few, uh, a little bread and some fish. And the healings he'd done, the lame, the blind. He just went around doing good. She was so proud of this guy. And he was just so full of love. He never got impatient. He, he, he never got intolerant to folks. Her son was just always gracious and loving in every context to everyone. She had never, ever seen anyone live like that. But she had to share him. With God. He wasn't just her son. When she and Joseph forgot him, of course, they went back and found him. She expected Jesus to come running to her and saying, I've missed you. Where were you, mom and dad? How could you forget me? Instead, as a young boy, he told her, Why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? He wasn't going to be just an ordinary son. She'd seen the glory. And then she had to watch as her son, God's son, was unjustly rejected, abused, and finally killed. All he did was help people. All he did was help people and do good and be loving. Gabriel told me that he's gonna be the Messiah, that he's the savior. Well, if there's anybody who should recognize him for who he is, it is the religious leaders. But those that ought to be the greatest supporters are his greatest detractors. They're the ones trying to tear him down. And eventually, have him killed. She's watching him hang from the cross as she remembers those first words she heard from Gabriel. Greetings, O oh favored one. The Lord is with you. She hadn't expected all this, but then, but then, three days later, Mary saw her son, God's son, raised from the dead.
1: When I look back, I wonder where the time went. I didn't want to feel the pain. I didn't want to live through the losing of my child. I didn't want to accept a challenge that offered death as the only way through. But what I thought I wanted, it's now faded away. It's a quiet whisper. It's a distant vapor, hardly distinguishable at all. O Lord, you have given to my soul an honor that is greater, greater than what I thought. The revelation you have given to me has allowed me to face my greatest sorrow and then experience my highest joy. My hope and rest is now upon the firm foundation of knowing I will be with your son for eternity and that the world can now find its way from darkness to light.
2: are falling, hearts are breaking, how we need to hear from God. Bring your peace into our violence. Bid our hungry souls be filled. We're now breaking heaven's silence. Well our injured flesh around you, breathe our air and walk our side. rob our sin and make us holy, perfect son of God, perfect son of God, perfect son.
0: Would you please stand with me? 2,000 years ago, the baby was born. The Savior came into the world. Nobody noticed. It's now one of the most well-known stories There is. But because of this story, we each have a story. It's a time of the year where people tend to be friendlier and warmer and more welcoming and more open. Our hope this morning is that we have each been encouraged by Mary's story she was encouraged by Elizabeth. There are people with whom we're interacting, family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, Christmas is a big deal, but they may be encouraged by hearing your story. So our prayer is that you'll be open. And as you're celebrating this season, that you'll be ready to share a little bit of your story, which is founded in Jesus' story. Father, thanks for loving us. Thanks for loving us. The Christmas story is at the core a story of love, of your love. Help us through the power of your your Holy Spirit to experience that more fully and then empower us by that same Holy Spirit to share our stories, your love, with those whose Christmases could be filled with even more meaning. Go with us, Father. We love you because you first loved us.